Hi, welcome back to Your Best Friends Podcast. I am your host and best friend, Aurora, and I'd like to introduce you to your new best friend, Nicole. Hello, everyone. Um, Nicole, why don't you tell us all a little bit about yourself? Oh, I hate this question. I know. <laughs> Every time I get it, I'm like, I know nothing about myself. Um, okay, well, I'm 22. I was born and raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, I guess I am a full-time like content creator online and yeah I love the outdoors I love working out um I love to like talk about everything everything like I'm a very TMI girl yes um so I always talk about that on on my page and yeah that's just a little bit about me yeah so um there are a lot of things I love about your Instagram page I feel like not only do you like you're very open so you talk about everything which is wonderful because I feel like it's so refreshing there are like your page manages to still be beautifully curated while also talking about absolutely anything you want to yeah which I feel like is a really difficult balance for people to like achieve because I remember do you remember I feel like it was two years ago when there was that whole thing where everyone was like people on Instagram are too fake and you have to like mm-hmm. start sharing your real life and everyone was like stressed because they were like do I need to start sharing photos of my dirty house and like the mental yeah. breakdown I had but I feel like you've managed to share these beautiful images but at the same time starting real conversations and talking about how you're actually doing and like I just feel like it's so refreshing and I feel like it's the perfect balance yeah thank you yeah um I kind of I went through um kind of like my first midlife crisis I would say at around like 19 when I broke up with my like long-term boyfriend and I dropped out of university and all that jazz and I kind of just I remember being single and being like putting myself out online but not really like still photoshopping or like face tuning and like having perfectly posed photos and always like going out and making sure okay do I look like my Instagram am I are people gonna be like wow she's fake and at some point I was just like you know what I don't want this expectation like I don't want this bar to be set so that people look at my Instagram and then they look at me in real life and they're like you're so different So I just was like, you know what, I'm just going to be real everywhere. And if people don't like it, then they don't like it, right? Yeah, well, they like meet me in person and they're like, wow, you're the exact same online. Like, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's definitely hard because you're like, okay, I'm I'm talking about this online. I wonder how people are going to react. When you, when you started to, so your page kind of obviously you didn't always like you were saying like a few years ago you weren't as real online and so yeah I'd love to hear a little bit about how that evolved for you and how you I guess like if something changed um like in your mindset so and how that like how your experience was as your page changed okay so Um, I was never like a full-time blogger. I was just a regular gal posting, you know, my weekend with my friends or I wasn't very active on like any stories, but I would post like a photo here or there. And they were always like perfectly posed. 
edited photos and I felt like nobody knew who I really was. And so then when I got out of my long-term relationship and I dropped out of like school, I dropped out of, um, I like quit my long-term job and I was just like, you know what, I'm starting fresh. I really thought about like who I was and who I wanted to be. And I realized that I really had no idea because I had been with the same guy from high school and I feel like I wasn't able to grow with him. And you're obviously, once you graduate in grade 12, you're like walking around in post-secondary school, not having a clue what the hell you're doing there. You're like, what do I want to be? What do I want to do? So it was really about like finding myself. So I really wanted to like connect with my mental health and making sure that I like, what am I feeling? What, what is life drawing me to? And so I started kind of documenting that on my Instagram and kind of doing like a live journal, not really a live journal, but like journaling my thoughts online. And I think it, I don't think it was around the time. Well, yeah, I guess it would have been because it was around 2017. So it was still like kind of new for people to be like vulnerable and talking about that stuff online. And a lot of people came to me with their problems and I felt like I was like the hub for people to just like vent to which was nice at the time but it it at some point got super overwhelming but I I really like grew my Instagram off being super out there so two years ago I would I remember I was working at a car dealership and I was just like no one talks about this stuff like no one no one's talking about like period struggles right now I can't find anything about it so I'd be like I'm gonna talk about it tonight on my Instagram story so I'd put up a poll and I'd be like send me like everything that you like struggle with during your period or send me something because we're gonna talk about it and I would talk about everything under the sun like every week it'd be like periods birth control cheating relationships toxic relationships sex like everything and people just ate it up because nobody was talking about it I did get a lot of hate for it because obviously it's like what the hell is this girl doing online and a lot of the times people were like you're not educated to talk about it but it was just like my opinion and like public anonymous struggles that we're facing so that's kind of where I like started my content creating where I started to grow more followers and then after a while of getting a lot of feedback that was not positive I was like okay I'm gonna take into account like other people's feelings when I'm talking about stuff so that's when I kind of and I was also struggling with body image at the time from my previous relationship from high school just like media in general and so I really wanted to touch base on my journey with loving my body so I kind of strayed away from talking so I don't know how to explain it like I really didn't think before I acted and then I incorporated really like thoughtful messages in my posts to kind of incorporate my self-love journey and that's where I am now. 
Yeah, I love that. And um, I I just think it's so interesting to see because like we were talking about the, you know, as, as things are changed, I love that you were kind of like a pioneer for talking about these super they shouldn't be taboo but they're taboo things yeah um and I feel like five years ago if I had been scrolling Instagram I would have been absolutely like shocked yes to see the level of like body positivity and just like lack of shame that there is around our bodies and around these things and it's amazing and it's incredible and I love seeing so many people's journeys like I think of even accounts that aren't necessarily about body positivity or anything like that, mm-hmm. you start to see less and less photoshopping and less, yeah. you know, um, like, like less, 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 yeah, like exactly. Like no one is, I mean, some people still are, but a lot of people were not like getting rid of our stretch marks anymore. If there's yeah. like a little bit of a roll when you sit because that's normal, that's how your body works. People aren't like, People are still posting it. I love it. I think it's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you, being in the social media space and being someone who kind of from the beginning has been open about those things, um, how do you cultivate a good relationship with your body? Oh, wow. Um, well, it fluctuates every day. Right. <laughs> some days I wake up and I'm like, oh, damn. And then some days I wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, like, I hate myself, all this stuff. And it does stem from fat phobia, which I feel like is very embedded in everyone's minds from just like generations and generations before. And I'm like living in a smaller body. So I don't have, like, I don't go through the struggles of people who are living in bigger bodies than mine or who live in like non, how do, I don't even know the term for it because I know that there's, a lot of new terms, but disabled bodies, someone can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> right. But an able, you, you have an able body. I do. Yeah. So, and I'm like, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, I would say I'm a straight size body. Like I, mm-hmm. when I go to the store, I fit, I'm in the like most popular size section. So they never have my size kind of stuff, but I carry my weight differently because I'm very small. Like I'm four. 11 or oh, wow I honestly never would have guessed I know, by your photos guessed. you look so tall I know it's a low angle kind of thing right but um yeah so I just feel like you just you need to really think about what's rooted and I've had I've I hosted a workshop where I dove into where a lot of my body image growing up stemmed from and it's your environment so if you have say like your family who really wants not you to be small but they like make comments here healthy yeah let's be healthy quote unquote (laughs) yeah Yeah. or if you like look up to someone in your life and they're constantly like wanting to lose weight and something you're like okay do I need to lose weight kind of thing so honestly like surrounding my Instagram feed and surrounding myself with people who aren't talking about that stuff really helps. And I know that I'm usually the person in that group that's like, hey, don't say that. Or hey, like, don't degrade yourself kind of stuff. But 
it's really tough. Like I am still learning. I will go to the gym and I will look in the mirror and I'll be like, I just want to like get rid of that one little like spot. And then I'm like, why though? Like, like, why do I want to get rid of it? I know it's accepted, not really accepted in society, but I've accepted it. Like I have no problem going out now to like a pool party and wearing my little bikini and knowing that I'm not the tiniest girl there or knowing that when I sit down, I'm going to look different than I am when I'm posing in a bathing suit. So I think it's like a daily struggle for me still, especially because of quarantine. I still do have those thoughts of like, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. And then I, I constantly reassure myself. I constantly check Instagram pages of people who are talking about how these are like fat phobic thoughts and we need to kind of just stray away from them and realize that like your body is healthy. No, like it doesn't matter what size you can be healthy and living in a bigger body and you can be unhealthy and living in a very tiny body. So health doesn't define the way you look kind of thing. Yeah, no, I love that. I think it's, there's so much of just like a daily battle like you were saying that I because I I'm also I'm a very skinny person but even I like every once in a while I'm like if I could just do this and then I have to really sit with it and be like okay well where are these things coming from why is this such a fear of looking Mm -hmm. different than I do now because there's you're not worth any less if you Mm -hmm. like dependent on your size and so it's interesting and I I really think it does come down to that health like your body doesn't show how healthy you are like it just doesn't and everyone carries their weight and you know every everything differently um so but I love that you're honest about that that you that it is like a continuous like you're continuously working on that relationship because I think it's very human I think a lot of us see people who are really outspoken about that sort of thing on Instagram and think like okay well they've gotten to this amazing point where they just unconditionally love their body and I think it's grounding to realize that not everyone always loves their body and it's something that you have to always be working on a hundred percent and I get a lot of friends that they know that this is like something that I really believe in and really try to do every day and they'll come to me and be like like I love my body, but like, I want to lose weight. And I'm just like, I don't care if you want to lose weight or if you want to stay the same, like that is your choice. And I feel like right now online, there's a lot of like tiptoeing around, not talking about wanting to change your body because it's like, love yourself as you are. You need to like, just love yourself, just accept yourself. But at some point it's like you can't shame people for just like we've shamed people for gaining weight for so many years we're not going to now turn it around and shame them for losing weight or wanting to lose weight you just need to understand like where it's coming from because after I have like let's say Thanksgiving dinner (laughs) you know when you're like stuffed to the max and you're like 
skin is tight like you feel like you you know like when you have tight clothes on and you take them off you're like oh my god but you're all of a sudden after Thanksgiving dinner naked and you can't take any more clothes off and you're like I'm stuffed to the brim that's like a very uncomfortable feeling for me and I feel like that's how some people feel in their bodies and they just want to feel like comfortable which you do you, like do whatever you need to do that. Just understand where it stems from. Is it because society has embedded it in your brain that you need to be this size? Is it because you don't feel like, is it because you're scared to be fat? Because if that's the case, why are you scared to be fat? You know? No, I love that. I think I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to, like you said, to lose weight if that is a healthy goal for you and you're doing it in a healthy way. I think that's a huge part of it is making sure that you Mm -hmm. take appropriate and safe methods in order to lose that weight. But I think that's true, like really examining where it's stemming from and why you want to, because if it's, you know, an aesthetics thing versus a health thing, like is it, and again, there's nothing wrong with wanting to you know, take care of your body or however that looks for you. But just like really examining where that, where that comes from, um, I think is, is so important. Yeah. I was with my trainer, um, yesterday who I work out with once a week and, but I also like go to the gym, like probably three to four times a week, not as much now, but that's like usually how much I would go. And she asked me like, what are your goals? We're going to set you up for, Uh, like a program and I literally was like I don't have a goal I just really enjoy working out it helps my mental health all this stuff I don't want to lose weight like I don't really want to change my body but I'd like to strengthen maybe my core and my legs and just like thinking about that was a super nice feeling because I know a lot of people work out to lose weight but a lot of people just work out because they enjoy the activeness and maybe losing weight comes along with that. Maybe your body doesn't change. Maybe gaining weight comes with that. But like, I feel like people have this mentality that, oh, you work out a lot. You want to lose weight. That's not always the case in everyone's scenario. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, so I want to talk about a post that you made recently. Um, it was an open letter to people that you've hurt. And you shared some shortcomings that you've had in the past and things that you were embarrassed by um, that you did. And I'd love to hear kind of what motivated you to write that post. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, I've never talked about this yet on a podcast. So, okay. So living in Winnipeg, it's very small, not very small but it's like a smaller town. I have pretty much been, I will admit, like a popular person in the city since high school. Like everyone, when I was dating my ex, like everyone knew me as like me and my ex. And like, we were like that couple that everyone was like, oh my God, they're so hot together kind of shit. And so I've always kind of seen the side of like being popular And then when I started to become bigger on Instagram and content creating, it it was almost like everyone had their opinions on it and wanted to chime in. So 
let's just say it's very hard to be a content creator and do what I do in the city where everyone knows me, doesn't know me, but like knows who I am and likes to judge every move that I make. So there was this rumor that went out probably a month ago, I would say. Um, I was at the gym and like there's social distancing and like capacities at the gym. And I went with my workout buddy and somebody claimed that they overheard me body shaming someone else at the gym. And I was like, that's not possible because I wasn't even speaking. Like I had headphones in. There's like every second equipment is like open. So me and my workout partner weren't even talking. Um, But they said they overheard us in the change room. But the person that, and they like, they publicly tweeted it, but didn't, I don't have Twitter. They publicly tweeted it and they didn't mention my name, but they mentioned like that one body positive Winnipeg influencer. Like, so it's like, me, let's right? Let's connect the dots here. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, I, actually my friend sent it to a group chat um, of mine and I was like, straight up, oh my God, I wonder who it's about. Like I straight up had no idea it was about me for like 12 hours. And then she, um, someone eventually like said, oh, is it this person? And the girl confirmed it was me. And I was like, what? So I messaged her and I was like, hey, like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Can you like let like fill me in? And then she, I don't know, it just like blew up out of nowhere. She was like, if I have to confirm what you said, like you know you said it. And I was like, no, like it, I actually don't have a clue what happened because I didn't say anything and I would never body shame somebody at the gym because it took me forever to feel comfortable even going to a gym myself. So I would never do that. And she claimed that I like said something and, and I literally read it and was like, I would, those words would never come out of my mouth. I think you're like misunderstanding who it is, or I don't think it was me. Like maybe you heard somebody else say that, but it wasn't me. So anyway, Twitter blew up and people that knew me in high school, knew me like from elementary school started chiming in and saying their experiences with me so saying like oh she was mean to me in high school or she like I played volleyball with her she was very rude to me kind of stuff or she's always been like the petty like popular girl and I was just like I straight up haven't seen these people in like five to ten years I just, I wish they knew me now. That's all I said. Like, that's all I thought. I was like, there's, like, if people could meet me now, I am totally different. I've made so much personal growth and, like, all this stuff from high school. And I wish people could re-meet me now. And I could apologize to them. Because you can't remember, like, every person that you've done wrong to from that far ago. So, um, eventually, I was getting... A bunch of messages of people like people were bombarding my Instagram so I was like you know what I'm gonna make an open letter because I can't find a lot of the people that I've hurt in the past because I wasn't a very nice girl in high school I was the I mean I was but I wasn't if you've done me wrong I will do you wrong back I was very ruthless um elementary school and stuff I was bullied and then I turned into a bully so 
I'm sure I've definitely hurt some people, but I decided to make an open letter because I couldn't find half the people that I knew that I hurt. And then some of them, I didn't even know that I've hurt them or been mean to them. So I wrote that, but I turned the comments off because I wanted to have personal messages with them. So I asked them to reach out to me and I got a flood of people messaging me, but a lot of them were very like kind being like, I follow you and I've seen your growth, but I just want you to know that this is what you've done to me in like the time that I knew you. And it was super nice to like connect with them and really like apologize and hold myself accountable for it. And that's just something I didn't feel the need to do publicly because I turned my comments off and I didn't want people. I just feel like when people comment on something and they want to get a message across when they know they're in the public eye they're a lot um less open to forgiveness and stuff than if you were to have a personal conversation so I really wanted to have those personal conversations so I reached out to a bunch of people a lot of people reached out to me and it was something that I like I'm so thankful that I did but yeah that's pretty much the backstory. I honestly love that because I feel like we all grow so much. And I think back to some of the things that I did Mm -hmm. a decade ago and I am so embarrassed. I, yeah, absolutely. Such a cringe fest. And you, in almost all cases, you do those things out of ignorance if in one way or another, you don't realize the things you're doing have lasting effect. You don't realize that what you're doing is wrong. There are so many things. And like you said, getting bullied turning into a bully it's I mean what you see all the time like almost every single person who has been who is a bully you can look back and see that this is kind of not that it makes bullying okay but you see that there's so much going on that you don't realize and I think that there is such an issue with cancel culture where you see one wrong thing that someone did in the past and or one unsubstantiated rumor like that and it opens up these floodgates where people are like, oh, well, I always hated that person anyway. And they always rub me the wrong way for this reason or such. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to be willing to let people grow and and compare the things that they're doing now to the things they're doing before. Because if someone is still being shitty, then yes, they don't deserve your support and you can call them out for that. Mm-hmm. But to call someone out and be like, 10 years ago, this person was horrible to me and I'm going to hold this grudge and I'm going to spread these lies and these rumors about them because I'm still mad about that. Um, And so I love that you handled it in such an appropriate and adult way to say, yeah, I'm going to own up to these mistakes and I definitely did things that I'm not proud of and I want to apologize for them and like give me the opportunity to apologize for them. I think so often people just automatically jump on the defensive and say I would never do that I absolutely like that's not who I am if you know me at all you know that that's not who I am and so I love that you were able to like really be humble and to like openly Mm -hmm. talk about the things that you wish you could change and and say like you know get to know who I am now because because honestly, if someone looks at your page, they're not going to assume any of those things about you and your past because that's not who you are anymore. Exactly. So yeah, it's like, if you knew who I was, if you followed me, if you've known who I was in the city, like a lot of people do that follow me from Winnipeg, they're just like, what is this girl doing? Like, she never used to be like this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's called personal growth. 
okay. Like if you are the same person that you were in high school, I feel bad for you because you could be the most amazing person, but if you haven't made growth, then you're, you're not doing anything. So like I have gone through so many experiences and it's, it's tough because you know what I've learned is I went from, um, what, 4,000 people following me to 20,000 people following me. And then all of a sudden 50,000 to 60,000 people following me. And what I've noticed is like, not everyone's going to like you and that everyone's going to have something to say about what you do and the choices you make and all this stuff. So I was, I don't know. I've just like really realized, and I have this conversation with my boyfriend all the time because it really does affect me. Like the kind of messages that I get of people like picking apart every single move that I make or word that I say, or if I advocate for one thing, I all of a sudden had have to advocate for another thing. And I just have like this weird feeling of people pleaser. And I never used to be one. I used to just be like, no, I'm not doing that. This is what I believe in all this shit. And now I'm just like people pleasing, people pleasing, people pleasing. And every night I'm just like, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Like, is, have I, I've almost lost myself online because I'm, I'm picking and choosing every single move that I make or word that I say so carefully that it's no longer authentic because I don't want someone to be offended. So it's tough because I feel like, especially still living in your hometown and having a lot of people know you from like way back when they're like, this is not the girl that I knew. And it's like, well, then get to know the new me before you make yeah, absolutely. a judgment. I, I love that. So I want to yeah. talk about TMI. Um, in your bio, something okay. you post about a lot is the fact that you are just open. And we already talked about this a little bit about how your page is just full of conversations about absolutely anything from sex to periods to mental health and just literally everything. And I love that. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about some TMI moments between us. And then also, okay. um, I did ask my followers on Instagram for their TMI moments. And we have a few that we're going to share before we wrap up. So um, I know this is kind of on the spot, but do you have a TMI moment that you could share? I have so many, but like they are bad. Like they aren't like, oops, it's like, holy shit that happened kind of stuff. Um, what's a good one? Okay, this is a good one. This is one I told at my grade 12 camping trip with my outdoor ed class. Everyone was telling like spooky stories around the campfire and I was like listen to this one and everyone was so like grossed out but um I was super sick once in high yeah in high school and I took like too much medication to go to sleep so I was like super drowsy but I kind of had the flu and the flu or like I don't know some sort of right right <laughs> not like I was 12 <laughs> um yeah I was like I think I was in grade 11 and I was sleeping and I was half asleep and I like went to toot and I literally pooped and I grabbed, I like cupped my butt and I was like, 
oh my god and I was like it was like not waiting for anyone so it's like oh my god it's like 2 a.m I run to the bathroom I sleep naked so I'm like butt naked I'm running to my bathroom and as soon as I like get inside I have this like calming feeling I'm like okay I'm inside and I just like let go and I pooped all over my bathroom it's like 2 a.m and I'm so sick and I'm just like oh my lord (laughs) it was so bad and my entire like when I told my gym class they were just like they're like why are you telling us that's that's so gross (laughs) (laughs) yeah but I was like you know what like it happens to the best of us like I remember people were talking about like peeing the bed and they're like all the stuff I was like yeah I was like in grade 12 last time I peed the bed I was like having a dream and I was sleeping in my dream and then I had to pee in my dream so I just started to pee and then I just like woke up and I was like oh I am peeing in my bed kind of stuff I love that um (laughs) okay so I was gonna tell a different one but this one's even better I just remembered it um last year so (laughs) literally at the age of 24 um I mean I was pregnant so that like kind of contributes to it but I was pregnant with my second so I have two kids and um with your first things are not as hard (laughs) when you have your second everything's just loosey-goosey and so I um I mean countless times peed my pants while I was pregnant with my second just all the time um but specifically I would so I when I'm (laughs) so when I'm pregnant I have hyperemesis so I like vomit constantly um and okay I was honestly not even that I couldn't have been one like 20 weeks when this specific time happened I had been out with I'd gone to get lunch with a friend or dinner or something and I was totally fine I was feeling great and I get in the car to come home and I was like starting to feel kind of just like gross like you know when you can tell that you are gonna have to vomit so I but my husband Mm -hmm. asked him to pick me up he'd asked me to pick him up some dinner on the way home so I was like that's fine I'll do it I go through the drive-thru at Panda Express and the scent is just like I mean so gross to me and I'm like holding my breath as I like put the food in my car I get all the way home and I throw my door open leave the car on and just ran inside to the bathroom and just start like vomiting everywhere while peeing my pants and my husband comes in oh and I was like God. your food's in the car <laughs> as I'm like vomiting everywhere and he's like I don't care and I finish and I'm literally just sitting in a puddle <laughs> and there's vomit everywhere and I'm I look at him oh and he's God. like it's fine he like it's so sweet he like cleans it up while I get in the shower but just absolutely mortifying because it wasn't even just like a little like oh I kind of peed my pants a little bit like kind of embarrassing I was just like fully yeah. sitting in a puddle and I was like I I did this <laughs> oh my god it was that's funny. hilarious yeah I'm like so I'm so scared that like pregnancy is gonna be like wild the first time wasn't the first time I don't think I peed at all like peed my pants once the entire mm. the entire time I, the first time I was pregnant but the second time it was like I just couldn't hold it anymore I'd sneeze a little and I'd be like my bad. <laughs> um okay so just to wrap things up I we have a few 
Um, we're gonna read just a few that I got sent in from you guys. So I will read one and then I'll have Nicole read one and we'll just go through a few. So okay. this is one of my favorite ones. She says, there's a freckle between my butt cheeks that I didn't know about until I filmed my first sex video. I have a freckle on my butthole. Really? Yes, because I took a photo from of my butthole once because I was just like really curious. Right, like why not? Yeah, and I was like, oh my God. I, I was like, is that like a little piece too? And right. I kept like wiping it and I was like, oh my God, I have a freckle and it's like big. That is so it's funny. Like, like a birthmark maybe That's actually. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I found out I was allergic to beer when I shit my pants in public on a study abroad. That's super funny. That's so funny and also so horrifying. Um, Okay. This one was that she had an emergency C-section and they had to shave her pubes in front of everyone in the room, which totally happens. And like, I I think the only thing that saves that is that when you're in labor, you don't care. You're just like, yeah. like you're in labor and you can completely shit yourself in front of everyone. And you're like, I don't care. Just get the baby yeah. out of me. And then the shame comes later. Yeah. Where you're like, oh my God, let's talk about You're that. like, oh, yeah. I pooped and they scooped it right up. And my husband watched and you're like, well, wish that hadn't happened. Oh no. Oh my God. That scares me. I told them, I told my boyfriend, I was like, when we have kids, like you're staying like here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. Like he's like, I'll probably pass out anyway <laughs> if I look. Okay. Um, this one's kind of weird, but like, okay. I don't brush my teeth every day, but I've never had a cavity. I mean, Which... if your dentist, I'm not your dentist. Personally, if I didn't brush my teeth twice what a day, you... I would, I would feel gross. But I guess yes. if your teeth are healthy, whatever. Okay, that's whatever (laughs) okay um last one this girl says i peed in a parking garage i'm not proud of it but i couldn't find the way out of the damn thing and it was either that or peeing my pants that's so that i've definitely oh that just reminds me there was this time a few years ago my husband and i went to um a family's like a family like a cousin's house for like drinks with my sister was Mm -hmm. in town and i got super drunk and we were driving back and they lived like 45 minutes away from us and I was so drunk to the point where I don't even know it was like borderline blackout and so I peed in a cup in the car on the way home because I had to pee so badly and I kept telling my husband he had to like stop and he was like it's past the baby's bedtime we're not stopping so you can pee you can hold it and I was like then I'm gonna pee in this soda cup so I crouched in the back seat of like over a soda cup and it took me like 10 minutes to like actually pee because I was drunk yeah and I was like I shouldn't be peeing right now but I just like fully peed in a soda cup in the, in the car on the way home because I was oh so drunk gosh. that is so funny I've definitely peed like I've definitely peed in a lot of questionable places because it's so tough as a, like a female yes. I feel like men are just like yeah whatever I'll, I'll just so unzip my pants and pee yeah but like when I'm oh my god I remember once I went somewhere I can't remember where it was it was probably like oh my god I can't even remember but I had to pee outside in the bush and I was wearing a romper <gasps> oh no <laughs> I had to be fully naked so I'm like running going to like try and pee somewhere and um I think it was like a pretty public place this was years ago and I remember somebody like coming around the corner and I'm like butt naked in the bush like peeing but like when I pee if I'm not like 
really like squatting all the way it like runs down mm-hmm. my legs you ever get yes. that so I was like in a full like caveman Squat. going to yes. the bathroom fully naked Squat. fully naked and this person came around and was just like oh sorry and I'm like oh my god I'm so you're like <laughs> don't mind me I'm just in the nude yeah. peeing yeah in public they probably were like what is she doing because it didn't look like I was doing like right a squat it looked you were like, just naked for some reason yeah that's so funny yeah. like hiding. I know I love it okay um tell everyone where they can find you Okay, you can find me on Instagram at Nicole Zajac and on YouTube at Nicole Zajac as well. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, and I will talk to you all next week. Thank you for having me.